I'm Deidre. I'm Chelsea. And we're giving you a million murders. I feel like our vibrato like stretched. <laughs> Yes. So we are back again. It's the same day. So you're still going to hear the storm, the rain, yeah. <laughs> lightning, striking. Yeah, lightning, and thunder. The thunder rolls. And the thunder rolls. And the lightning strikes. You're going to hear that song again. I still don't know it. Did not take time to look it up yet because we are hungry. And we've got this one and one more to do. And then we will be able to eat. Praise. We're thirty, flirty, and thriving with this podcast. Yes, yes. we're doing it. We're doing so, it. But hungry, hungry, and hungry as well. So you know, we're doing what we gotta do. Okay, we're doing what we gotta do. So this one is a lot more lax, and you not as stressful. No, I mean it's stressful, but it's funny stressful. We're not laughing at the misfortune of others, yeah. but you about to die. And just a heads up, if you hear a dog in the background, huffing. Huffing, puffing, blowing just houses down. ignore it because my dog has anxiety. He does not like storms. I've given him, I call them his weed trees, but it's not really weed tree. It's not really weed, but it's like, whatever. But it's for calming, but it's not working, so. <laughs> but it's not working. He's like me. Like, I can take anything and I'm still stressed out, so. Oh, Lord. Okay, so. I will be doing the Sally House. Have you heard of that? The Sally House. The Sally that House. Sounds familiar. Girl. Get ready. The home. <laughs> Why am I so extra? The home at five. Why are you so extra? Oh, I ha- not a clue. <laughs> Don't know. I love it. We both have our extra moments. Yes. So. Yes, the home at 508 North 2nd Street in Atchison, Kansas. 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 is said to be one of the scariest houses in America. The house was built for the Finney family in 1867. We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, yes, it is. But we are. And you don't want to be in Kansas. Not in Atchison Mm-mm. on 508 North 2nd Street. <laughs> she, she got the whole address. She's she's helping y'all out. Okay, yeah. So now that now you can go if you'd like. But I, I'll drive by it, but I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I ain't getting out. <laughs> I'll never go in. Period. Okay. So, yeah, the house was built for the Finney family, 1867. They occupied the house until the last descendant, Dr. Charles Finney, died in 1947. So, we're already at almost like 100 years that that family alone was housed in there. At least four of the Finney family are known to have died in the Sally house. Other... Reported deaths on the property include Michael Finney in 1872. So that really wasn't long after the house was built. That was like, what, five years? Yeah. That's so, crazy. Don't know what happened, but five years after the house was built, he died. Richard Edwin Finney died in 1874, two years later. William True in 1918. 
and Agnes Finney True in 1939. After the death of Agnes Finney True, the line of Finney family, Finney, 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 family living in the house ended, and after her brother living in Topeka passed away, the house was rented out. Another story of a death in the house is that of a young girl named Sally. One story is that Dr. Charles Finney was home one evening when a neighbor began frantically banging on his door while holding her young daughter Sally, screaming in pain. Dr. Finney took the mother and Sally in and laid her on a tabletop. He believed that Sally's appendix had ruptured and would need to operate immediately. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's not like... Dr. Finney sedated Sally and then began to operate, not realizing that she was still awake. Oh, my gosh. Despite Sally still being conscious, the doctor did not stop operating, and she reportedly died on the table from blood loss and shock. Another story claims that Sally was a young girl who lived in the house with her family and also died of a botched appendicitis surgery. So an appendectomy. I don't know why I didn't just say that. But I caught it now. Anyway, botched appendectomy uh, when she was six years old. Chelsea's still shook. Like, Chelsea has not closed her mouth. Yeah. That poor baby. Yeah. Now, we don't know how true this is. If that's true, that poor baby. Yeah. Because, like... I hope it ain't, because... You're going to find Sally could be a couple of different people. But it is said that this could have happened to this poor little thing. Yeah, so I hope not. I hope it's just some random story. So, a different story claims that she was taken to Dr. Finney due to experiencing respiratory issues. However, the doctor did not recognize the seriousness of her condition, and she later died of pneumonia. After the death of Charles Finney, the doctor, Mm -hmm. the house was let out, and many families and residents came into the house and left, many of them not wanting to stay long due to unusual and paranormal happenings in the house until Tony and Deborah Pickman moved into the house in 1993. Tony and Deborah. Tony and Deborah. They were like, we're going to go ahead and just move in. That's what we're going to do. So, in 93, Tony and Deborah moved in. They were having a baby and needed to find a bigger house. They thought that the house was perfect for their growing family. And they were... Oh, and there was room, a room that they could turn into a nice nursery for their baby. So the Pikmins had a dog named Sasha. She was known as very gentle, um, but she would stand in the doorway to the nursery and growl. Like, wouldn't hurt a fly, but then she... Mm -mm. Like, and... And first of all, let me just say... Wait, the dog? The dog. You thought Tony? Yes. (laughs) I was like... Uh-uh. You're like, he done got possessed that quick. But then I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's a dog. I missed that part. Yes, yeah, Sasha, the dog, was really gentle. But then she'd go and stand in the doorway of the nursery and growl. And I'm going to just say this. Growl towards the baby? No, just growl at the door. <laughs> like, it would just stand at the nursery. Like, the room, the nursery. Not like the crib or anything. Like, she wouldn't go in there. She'd just growl at something in the room that nobody could see. And I don't know why people don't leave instantly when this kind of stuff happens. Because every single time that there's a crazy haunting, 
the dogs won't go in the house or they will but they'll be growling at a certain spot and they're like what is it roscoe and it's like roscoe sees the demon in the corner this is our new home like like like, no no (laughs) the dogs are always on it like if your dog is growling or barking a lot aggressively at a corner in your house move period that's that's all i have to say to you because your house is haunted and you better hope that you get out before a whole possession takes <laughs> you better hope okay so tony thought it was because the old owners had pets or something along that line of course didn't think <laughs> just call we both yawn and y'all we tired, but we doing it. I'm so tired. I'm like, how am I supposed I'm to do my episode next? I'm tired and hungry and scratching. You probably hear that because these mics are hot, honey. Okay. So once they brought Taylor, their newborn baby home, things started to change and not for the better. Taylor. <laughs> you said not for the better. Because I was like, you know, baby, it gets bad. Um, Taylor would always have trouble sleeping. One night, Deborah and Tony were sitting on the couch, and Deborah was wondering what she was doing wrong with Taylor. The lights in the room flickered, then dimmed. Deborah knew it wasn't an electrical problem, like what we had last episode oh, when yeah. the power went out. Um, Deborah knew it wasn't an electrical problem because it didn't affect anything else in the room. It was just that one thing. Just that one thing. Just that light flickering. So, yeah, just the light flickering. But. That was it. He was like, huh, just starting out kind of small. Just wait. (laughs) So one morning, Tony noticed something weird when he was going downstairs. A photo of the family was hanging straight, but upside down on the wall. He fixed it and just thought Deborah had done it because he had irritated her at some point. It's funny because... Who does that? (laughs) My dad. He'll put like... He'll go in people's homes. Not randomly. Like Oh, not out like, of irritation though. No, not out of he'll irritation. Just prank, he just yeah. think it's funny. <laughs> and he'll put the picture like he'll lay them flat or he'll like put them upside down. Oh my gosh. Or he'll sit them sideways. He used to do that to my memo. My mama's mom. Yeah. And it'd be like two weeks later and we'd be back you know, back over there because we'd go over there every day almost. Be two weeks later, and we'd be there, and we're just sitting there, and Mama will notice it from notice it. It's like two weeks later. It's been like that for two weeks. Oh my god! And it's so it was so funny. <sighs> He's a little prankster. Oh, I gotta hear that thunder. I'm, I I get it from him. Mm-hmm. Trying to scare people. Lord, it's fun. I do love scaring people. <laughs> I live for it. <laughs> as, as, I know. As long as you know. We don't have no heart attacks or anything like that. Right. So, but I'm also confused. Like, why would you think that Deborah did that? Because she was irritated with you. Who would do that out of irritation? But does that make sense? That's, like, that's the stupidest thing. I don't know. Ooh. You know, ooh, he makes me so mad. I'm about to get him back. I'm about to put our picture upside down. Yeah, I feel like nobody's thinking. Like, that would drive me crazy. Like, I couldn't do that to anybody because i would know it was there yeah. and it would bug Which, me i mean i'm sure there are people though that do stuff like that because they think it like gets yeah. to people yeah and, and it, it probably does but i feel like it would get to me more than before anybody else could notice it and i'd just be like okay i gotta fix it 
You know what I want to do now? I want to hang our senior pictures upside down and see if mom realizes it. But I can't because they're not on the other end. Oh. We have to find one. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Okay, so another time that there was something kind of weird going on, Deborah was taking laundry upstairs when she felt a coldness across her. A rush of air passed her as if a kid ran past her up the stairs. Uh-oh. Mm. Nope. <laughs> Tony wanted to surprise Deborah one day by cleaning the house while she was at work. He was using the vacuum, and every time he got near the nursery door, it would shut off. The cord would be unplugged, but it was never from him, like, taking it too far mm -hmm. from where it was plugged in. So there would be slack in the cord, but it would just be unplugged. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Then he heard music. He found the baby's uh, mobile turning over mm. the brin. What is that supposed to be? I think it's supposed to, I don't know what happened here, but the baby's mobile turning over. I think it's supposed to be like over and over like, again. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, that's what? why I was like, because mm -mm. that's what I thought you were saying. But then I was like, oh, something happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I think I have a misprint. Okay. So, yeah. And it wasn't going when he was in there cleaning. But, okay. Yeah. But now it was beginning to turn faster and faster. Uh uh. See? Mm. Girl. I'm telling you, I love doing these because it's so crazy and we're just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's bad. From that point, he knew Taylor would not spend the night in that crib. Like, they were like, well, we can't put the baby in this crib. Like, all this stuff's going on. Good. They have sense because some people, but, oh, it's oh right. it ain't nothing. It's just probably like a battery or something. <laughs> no, girl, you got ghosts. Clean them out. <laughs> Clean them out. White sage, white sage. So, Deborah's sister, Karen Loader, came to visit for a week. Karen had her first child a few months before she came to visit, and she knew how hard those first months were. So she's coming to help out her sister. Mm -hmm. uh, so she came down to help, and one evening they came home from a day out. Tony took the baby's, the baby's bag upstairs, and when he walked past the nursery, he noticed that the baby's teddy bears were arranged in a circle on the floor. Mm. What is this? He thought Deborah had done it. Why? Why does he think Deborah be doing all this stuff? <laughs> oh, Deborah did it. Deborah did it. No, like Deborah didn't do anything. She didn't. Why do they keep thinking that Deborah's doing stuff? I don't know, but <laughs> leave Deborah alone. <laughs> yes, like she's not doing it. She's the OG Brittany. <laughs> leave Brittany alone. Yes. So, they all went up to check on, you know, what was going on. They're like, what are you talking about? And none of them claimed to have put the bears in the circle. So, Karen, 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 Karen's sister, yeah. Deborah, and Karen, they're like, we didn't do this. So, when they went downstairs, the light was out. Like, they turned the light out. And Karen noticed the light turned back on by itself. Like, by the time they got downstairs. When Tony checked it out, there was one bear sitting on the floor in the exact spot the others were before they picked them up. Mm 
Deborah thought it would be neat living with a ghost. Oh, of course she did, because she's a Karen. <laughs> like her sister. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tony was not so excited about it. He's like, mm-hmm. That's funny. It's usually like the woman, like, we need to get, we need to move, we need to move. And the guy's like, no, you're just being overdramatic. And it's like Rose reverse. Yeah, Tony's like, like uh, I don't feel good about this. And she's like, it's fine. So, Karen went home and Tony was putting Taylor in the car seat. Um, and they were heading to his parents' house. Taylor started crying. Ta- oh, okay, Taylor's the, ba- the baby. Yeah, Taylor's the baby, yeah. Tony felt sharp pains in his back. When Deborah looked at them, she saw five-inch scratches down his back. Ratchet. So those pictures I those was showing pictures, you earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what they. It. So, <laughs> she's talking to Harlan. We had to bring him in here because he started getting real scared. Uh, the oil's working. I think he's not like. Yeah, it is. Anxious. His little oil. So. Someone put the family in contact with a local psychic. Tony didn't want to have them come to the house, but they decided to invite her over to see what would happen. I'm like, Tony, you, uh, you need to be all over yeah, this. Like... Okay. <laughs> so, Barbara, the psychic, since the ghost was a little girl named Sally, mm-hmm. when Barbara walked into the nursery, she had trouble breathing. Barbara said... One corner of the nursery was Sally's and that it was where she was comfortable. Barbara suggested giving Sally part of the room and buying some little things that a little girl could call her own. So they're like, buy some toys for her. She'll be fine. She's nuts. <laughs> this is the, well, this is the sidekick. <laughs> Ready? She has lost her freaking mind, mom. <laughs> yes. So Barbara's like, I see a little girl here, like. She's probably just being a little mischievous. I guess they forgot about these scratches. Because so far, nothing's really been crazy besides the scratches. But I'm like, the scratches are very important. Let us not forget. Yeah. They're reaching out and able to touch people. But let's get it some toys. It's fine. So, uh, Deborah wanted to be there for Sally. So, like, I guess Deborah having a new baby, her maternal instincts are kicking in and she's like this is a little baby ghost girl and I want to help her so you know she is wanting to be there for her and she tried to take pictures of the girl and something showed up in those images but it was hard to tell if it was Sally or something else the family then decided to invite over a friend of theirs who was also a psychic I'm like y'all know two psychics? too many (laughs) and her name was Renee R-E-N-A-E like her. That ain't how you spell mine. I know, but that's how I thought you spelled your name because you spelled it that way on your email. I know, because I wanted to be like my cousin and I was like, I was like, I want to be just like you. So we have the same middle name, but just the last two yeah, letters. But are she liked the way her worse. cousins was spelt better. So then I thought for years, I've known her for almost 20 years, and I thought she spelled her middle name R E N A E. That's not true found out like two years ago (laughs) it's fine (laughs) so they asked renee for help renee reportedly witnessed a shadow of a tall man sitting by the window who got up and walked in the direction of the kitchen when she arrived at the house the house (laughs) the house was reportedly empty at the time 
Liker also reported feeling many spirits within the house, as well as a strong presence of evil as she walked around. She, she instructed the Pikmins to burn sage, see, in each room to cleanse the house and help rid it of the evil spirits residing there. I mean, isn't that information that should be passed along when you're walking into a house and you see stuff? Yeah, yeah, she's like, um... Did she speak? There's evil. Yeah, no, this is what all she told them. Oh, okay, I was like... No, she uh, didn't, like, keep this... Yeah. That is so... I'd be so mad if I bought a house and come to find out the person that sold it to me or used to be there was having these experiences. But you know what happens. Oh, yeah, well, I don't know what happened here. Like, a bunch of people have moved in and out of the house because of it. And then Renee, their friend, was like, um, there's evil spirits here, so go ahead and get that white sage. Bye. And get rid of every get rid of it because it's here. So when Deborah began to cleanse the master bedroom, Tony was violently attacked. He was scratched and thrown through the air across the room into the bedroom wall and was forcibly held down by an unseen force. I don't understand how they're able to do this. What? Wait, who? The ghosts? Yes. Because that's some evil ghosts. You ain't here no more. Be gone, Satan. Be gone. Listen, he was like, no, I'm still here, and I'm going to throw you across this room. So, Deborah was trying to help him up, but she couldn't. What was Deborah gonna do? Deborah did it. Deborah did it. I can't. Oh my gosh. I was cracking up because somebody called me Deborah. Like, people will call and be like, I talked to a Deborah, and I'm like, it's me, Deidre. <laughs> like, I just. I was like, I can't. So, saying Deborah did it all the time, Deborah's almost like my alter ego at this point. So, that's, I just keep cracking up. So, yeah, Deborah tried to help him up, but. <laughs> the spirits were stronger. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> I just can't stop laughing thinking about that. He's, she's like trying to pull him up and he's just like stuck. So, Renee is reported, like, they said she repeatedly demanded the spirit release Tony until the entity eventually did release him. So, like, Renee had to jump in and be like, you let him go. He also reported one occasion on which Sally appeared next to him while he was lying in bed, grabbed his wrist, and left burns in the shape of fingerprints Uh -uh. on his wrist. Deborah did it. Deborah did. (laughs) After this event, Tony reported that he would often feel the presence of something evil around him and was often physically attacked by some unseen force. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he is just getting like attacked. You listen. You're going to feel so bad for him by the time this is over. You're everyone. Y'all, Tony has been through the fire and back, okay? You like y'all, we all need to just be Praying for him right now that he has peace for the rest of his life because he went through 
hell. What year was this? This is 93. So, like, he probably, oh. like, I'm praying that he has peace and is not traumatized any longer. Because oh. he, he reported that scratches, burns, and cuts would often appear on his body out of nowhere and from no visible source. Many paranormal investigators have visited the house, and many have reported seeing objects flying through the air, full and half-bodied apparitions of the girl claiming to be Sally, as well as other men and children. Like, she's trying, she's like mad because she, if it's true about the whole surgery thing and still being alive, I mean, awake, she's like... I'm about to get everybody. <laughs> I had to be tortured. We about to torture some people. But I'm like, come Girl. on, ghost. These other ghosts. She's like, y'all. We about to tear it up. It's the jump off. We going. It's going down. <laughs> for the for all eternity. So, yeah, like t- other ghosts as well. Sally being the most, you know, famous ghost. Um, other reported phenomena included unexplained smells. Temperature fluctuations, electronic devices malfunctioning, furniture moving on its own, floating shadows, <laughs> and items moving on their own or vanishing, then showing up in another part no. of the house. Mm-mm. Where was that mug? I just put that here. It's in your bedroom. I mean, I believe that. For me. Yeah. Yeah. But something weird. Like... Like if that chicken. Where's that chicken? That chicken was up there, and then it's just in the in bathroom. My, like in the bathroom. What? That kind of stuff. The Pikmins also reported that they would find strange mold on objects in the kitchen, some of which had been used very recently on several occasions. That. That sounds like some demon stuff. That don't sound good. That does not sound good. No, it really didn't. I'm like, Shh, y'all got the demons all up in there. Other attacks include, including hair pulling and being pushed, have also been reported by visitors to the house, although the, maj- <laughs> although the majority of the violent attacks are reported to have been focused on Tony Pickman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is hard. Tony. It's like some people got their hair pulled a little bit and pushed. Tony's getting thrown into the wall and burned. Like, oh, Lord. Maybe he looked like the doctor. Ooh, I didn't even. The doctor's his grandfather. Or like his great great grandfather. They don't know it. Oh, Lord. (laughs) She's like, get him. That's him. So the wounds from these attacks would reportedly manifest on his arms, back, chest, and stomach. He also reported that there would always be a noticeable drop in temperature of the room before an attack started. So, like, it'd just get cold, and he'd just Didn't know. leave. Didn't leave. <laughs> run. Run, Tony. Run. Like, I gotta go. Do you, you feel that? <laughs> no, nope, I gotta get out. Like, I, I'm going to the store. And then he come back, and he's like, okay. And it's like, <laughs> it dropped real quick, and they just kick up or something. <laughs> It's like, yeah, go trick. It's like, we're we going to drop the temperature and drop you at the same time because you're trying to run. Oh, God. So, 
I just feel so bad for him. On one occasion, a team of paranormal investigators reportedly witnessed Tony being possessed by an evil spirit which wanted to kill his wife. Tony, no, the team then witnessed scratches appear all over Tony Pickman's body. Tony also stated that when he was in the house, he was not able to think any happy thoughts, that he felt like he was a different person, and he often felt that he wanted to hurt his wife, and that he had planned on slitting her throat. Because he thought she was doing it? <laughs> no. because he was like, he was literally like... Losing his mind? Yes, it was like all the demons and the ghosts and stuff or whatever's going on would like plague his mind and it was making him wanting to kill All these wife. years of torture from Deborah, I'm slitting her throat. <laughs> like, I've had it. I've had it up to here. It's up to... <laughs> I've had it. So, Deborah knew they were going to need help and I don't know when he... If he told her this or if he was just trying to like... He's just, she's just talking to him like, yeah, so today I was at the grocery store and da 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 And he's just like, just slid imagine and slit her throat. I don't know. I don't know. But Deborah knew they were going to need help. So she called the producers of this TV show called Sightings. Um, and the producer, Craig Armstrong, brought a team out to investigate. They still interviewed, um... Deborah in the kitchen so like she done called him I guess they'd already interviewed Tony at some point or something I don't know but Deborah's being interviewed in the kitchen a rose was sitting on the windowsill and while the interview was going on that rose took on a burnt appearance as though someone had taken a blowtorch to the tops of the petals that's pretty yeah but not necessarily. Pretty demonic. Like, how's that happening? Pretty demonic. So they were disturbed when the rolled back, when they rolled back the tape and discovered that one moment it was fine, the next burned. They also interviewed Tony, but he didn't want to be known as the, the crazy guy. Oh so he was interviewed in silhouette. Uh, Craig was holding a thermal imager, which keeps the temperature, you know, um, specific spots of a room and he felt something on his hand it was an intense cold sensation that ran up his arm into his chest it quickly headed for tony attacking him tony described it as a frozen arm going right through him before the film crew's eyes huge claw marks appeared on tony's torso craig immediately stopped filming because they felt tony's life was in danger Craig knew it wasn't the ghost of a little girl. After the sightings group left, the situation intensified. Deborah had no idea of what Tony was really going through. Seeing the wounds helped her come around. Her family was in danger. <laughs> it's like, and I get confused because I was doing all this research and I'm like, wait, when did he get thrown across the room? Like, was that downplayed? I'm very confused. Like, how are we thinking that everything's still fine when you literally couldn't pick him up? I don't know if it... <laughs> she was probably turned around cleansing and they just like threw him into the wall when she wasn't looking. So she just saw him laying there like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, bless his heart. She began researching the history of the house and found no mention of anyone named Sally in the house ever. What was really in their house? 
Deborah knew Sally was a facade for something much darker. One, <laughs> one morning, Tony was trying to get some sleep when he began hearing more disturbing sounds. Something was trying to come through the wall. Whispers of multiple people frightened him. Drawers began opening and closing. The bed began to shake. Tony thought he was in hell. Suddenly, he saw dust particles begin to take dust particles began to take the shape of something. It was a woman. Deborah ain't dusting because there shouldn't be that much dust to make a woman. <laughs> Golly. And the woman tried to strangle him. Just a big old dust bunny trying to strangle Tony. And it was every woman. Deborah came home from the library and found Tony after the chaos. He was curled up beside the bed, terrified. A resident who lived in the house before the Pickman family reported that on one occasion she had woken up in her bed in the middle of the night and found herself facing a grotesque and gaunt, dead-looking individual Mm-mm. lying down. Dead? Dead-looking. That reminds me of that. <laughs> that reminds me of that one. Who did that? They were, was it you or was it Sarah? They were laying in the bed and they seen a corpse. That's off. That's for Morbid. There was a listener tale oh, for Morbid, and there was, was a girl. Oh my God! But one y'all. of y'all was telling me about it. Yes, and the I, or I, I listened like, it with y'all. Yes, you listened to it with me. I was like, Oh no! <gasps> and she said the dust bits are like the dirt yes. from the grave. <laughs> and they're like, No, she didn't leave any death dust with her or something. Oh my God! It was so funny. Basically, that's like what happened here because it was lying down and facing her in the bed. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, um, another family who lived in the house before the Pickman family reported that their young daughter had an imaginary friend named Sally. Her daughter would apparently often tell her things that she had gotten in trouble for um, had been the work of Sally or that Sally told her to do it. Now, I, I know what's happened I'm missing chunks of my story because I'm remembering Tony saw the little girl and he like dropped the glass and whenever he did, it shattered and the ghost disappeared. And so he's seen the little girl. He'd seen the little girl and he's an artist. So he sketched her. So that other picture I showed you of that little girl, Mm -hmm. that's what he saw was a little girl who looked just like that. So he's a good artist. Yeah, like he just freehanded that. Was like, this is what I saw. I could never. No. So that little girl, Tony showed her the picture, and she was like, yeah, that's Sally. Like, that's her. No. So your little girl been playing with a ghost. Okay. Numerous recordings of EVP, electronic voice phenomena, for people who don't know, (laughs) have been made at the Sally house. These include recordings of... The voices of unseen men, women, children, and even sounds of animals. Unseen furniture has been heard moving or being moved around as well as thumps, thuds, knocks, scratching in the walls as well. Some of the voices and sounds are even reported to have been heard by the naked ear. Which I've never heard the naked ear. I've heard the naked eye. 
but not the naked ear. Yeah. I'm like, the naked eye means no glasses. Like, no hearing aids? Like, I'm confused. No, no hearing (laughs) Like, what is the... what? The naked ear, I guess, where maybe where Tony and Deborah come into play, Deborah's not seeing anything or having stuff happen to her or hearing stuff that he is. I don't know. Yeah. Or I guess, like, if they recorded something, like, stuff you can hear. Yeah. Where you don't have to have, like, headphones on, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So, the naked ear. <laughs> um, the Pikmins also reportedly captured EVP on their videotaping of their son's first birthday, Taylor. The suspected spirit EVP can apparently be heard saying, birthday boy, that's all she gets. No. And other unrecognizable but recognizable voices speaking. So, like, you know it's not somebody's voice there, but somebody is talking. Um, so, all of that has happened there. And after the incident, when Tony thought he was in hell and, like, all that crazy stuff happened, uh, the Pikmins moved out of their home. They packed up all of Sally's toys that they had bought her. And the house has been vacant ever since. They need to burn it. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, this episode's 30 minutes long, 38 going on 40, but there was other stuff that I was going to say, and something happened to my document, but another thing was, like, they bought a toy for Sally, and it was a doll in a box, and then one day, they just went into the nursery and noticed that the doll was in the crib. No, see? And when they looked at the box, it had been, like, awkwardly, like, bent out. Uh-uh. But everything inside of it was still, like, perfectly intact. That's, that's... See? And she's like, oh, it can't be anybody. And he's like, girl, I'm getting beat down out here. Like, somebody help me. <laughs> so, that is the story of the Sally house. And, yeah, like, it's nobody lives there to this day. Good. They're like, no, thank you. We out. And, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't want to go in there either. No, mm not after, I'm not trying to be the other Tony. They're like a new Tony. Let's get her now. Y'all not getting me all caught up like y'all did Tony, bless his heart. But yeah, so you'll get to see the pictures of his scratch marks and the Sally. Sketch. Huh? His, the sketch. Yeah, the sketch of Sally and stuff and all of that. So that is it. And we are going to wrap it up real quick. We have our Instagram that's where you'll find all those pictures at a million murders. We've got a million murders at gmail.com. So you can give your questions, comments, concerns, requests to that email address. And you can like us on Instagram at a million murders. I just said that. Oh, I did the face. I did the email and the Instagram. I was like, that's where you'll find all the pictures and everything. Oh, I thought you just do the email. No. Chelsea's really sweepy. She's been up for a long time. Isn't that what we did? The reporter uh, just does the email though, right? I'm not crazy, right? No, you're not crazy. I did it different to just like take a couple off. And so I thought you were going to be like our Facebook group and then you're like our Instagram. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. But yeah, and then we, yes, we have the Facebook group, A Million Murders. Invite your friends, invite your family. Do, invite yourself. (laughs) You come along as well. And, um, yeah. 
thank you for tuning in. And we hope you come back for a million more. Goodbye.